Blog Talk Radio. This is the only pussy you people are going to get. Your days of finger-banging old Mary Jane Rottencrotch through her pretty pink panties are over. You're married to this piece, this weapon of iron and wood, and you will be faithful. If your killer instincts are not clean and strong... You will hesitate at the moment of truth. You will not kill. You will become dead, Marine. And then you will be in a world of shit. Because Marines are not allowed to die without permission. Do you maggots understand? Sir! All right, everybody. Joseph Gibson podcasting here, understanding the times in which we live today. Oh, Monday, well, lots of stuff to talk about, huh? Boy, but if you go back and you listen to my archive shows, and you go back to, let's see, a few months ago, and you go back and you listen to exactly what I said, I wish I could get that link pulled up here and play it for you, but right in the, back, right in the opening, I told you exactly what was playing, going to play out, what is playing out right now on the world stage. Uh, I don't like to brag and say I'm right because I'm sad to say I'm right because it's unfortunate what's going on with the uh, Ukraine and Russia situation. And Putin really has got the new world order really pissed off. And uh, let me tell you something, they are going to squeeze him. And I don't know how this is going to play out, 
Uh, I, I've been trying to get some intel on Everybody's been quiet now. I can't get no intel. But, you know, they told me what was going to happen, and this is what's happened. And, and as you remember, we had the general there, uh, the general on the uh, podcast here, and he told us, too, a few months, you know, what was going to happen. There was some big events. He told me what really what it was, and then a few shows later I told everybody what was going to happen. And this conflict was designed and we everyone knew it was going to play out with this Ukrainian deal, what was going to happen. And really all Ukraine, all Russia wants, and let, let me throw this scenario out there to everybody. Somebody was talking with me earlier uh, about this scenario. What if, uh, say, uh, Mexico had nuclear weapons and Russia was going to pay for it? And they were going to put, they were going to put nuclear weapons in, Mex- in Mexico. What would the United States do? What would they do? They wouldn't tolerate that, right? They wouldn't go for that. Well, it's the same thing over in Ukraine. Putin doesn't want nuclear weapons in Ukraine. He doesn't want NATO. Or he doesn't want them to be a NATO country. All he wants them to do is declare that they're sovereign and they won't be a part of NATO. That's all. Can you blame him? I mean, he doesn't want nukes right there, right next to right there on the border. Can you blame him? I, I mean, if I was the head of Russia, I'd be doing the same thing, I guess. You know? I mean, uh, let's throw that scenario out there. What do you think? I mean, wouldn't you kind of agree with that? I mean, there's a lot more to it, of course. There's a little more to it with, you know, Biden and everything. And, you know, there's a lot more dirt there that's going to be uh, destroyed over there in Ukraine and, uh, you know, all these – all the crimes that have been committed and whatnot by the by uh, Biden and uh, the uh, – his uh, son and all the other cover-ups and the pallets of money that's been delivered and all that stuff to Iran. And, oh, boy, they got so many crimes that, uh, let me tell you something, the New World Order, they've, they've oh, boy, that, they can fool the entire world. Oh, hell, boy, you see people on Twitter, we're fighting for democracy. <laughs> democracy. Don't you know what the hell democracy means? <laughs> democracy. America is not democracy. Democracy of two wolves and a sheep voting on what's for dinner. We're a republic. <laughs> just go, just repeat what anybody else says. You know, everybody just goes along to get along. They just do whatever, whatever the TV tells them to say or do or whatever, whatever their friends say, whatever, you know, whatever the football team says, go with it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm an asshole. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Why not? You know, <laughs> you said it, I say it. Yeah. I mean, does anyone have an opinion of their own? Can anyone stand on their own anymore? Can anyone stand up and say, hey, this is what I believe and this is what is, you know, the truth or anybody stand up for the truth? It's a joke, man. It's a joke. It's a big cry. Now, I'm not saying I agree with Russia or I, I'm taking sides with them. I mean, I, just, I don't care for the Russians at all. I don't care for the commie bastards, you know. I mean, uh, I, I, I don't. Have at it. But it's none of our business, you know. We got no business over there. Feeding them weapons and everything. Now, listen, none of our business. Friends with all, alliances with none. That's what George Washington taught, and that's how we should be. All right? Well, the world's different today. It's a different stage. You know, we got to think of that, you know. Listen, it's not. America is, listen, uh, it's strategic with our bases around the world. Okay, all right. You know, it's just, you know, with the way wars can be fought today, you know, with push of a button. All right, all right. But... You know, really, we got our hands in a lot of crap that we shouldn't have our hands in. And a lot of people would disagree with me on that. And they don't understand, really, the, the, uh, the, the uh, 
implications of what hap- can happen here. And China's staying neutral. And uh, believe it or not, this could be played out in the Bible, too. The Red Army coming down from the north, invading Moscow. You know, it's in the book of Ezekiel there. You know, that was written about a couple thousand years ago. So kind of, uh, you know, there's a lot of things here that could be playing out that we we need to open our eyes and see what's really happening. And we could throw many different types of conversations out there, but the facts are facts and the truth is the truth. And that's what I'm try, I am try to bring you on this podcast show. And, uh, you know, that's why I throw some of these wild predictions out there and people say I'm crazy. But you seem to forget about them when I tell you about them. You know, go back and listen to the December 31st show that I did. And I told you exactly what was going to happen with Russia and Ukraine. I told first, first of all, in my intro, told you exactly. Joked around about it, how they weren't going to talk about it anymore until a couple months later even. And uh, until, you know, and now here it is. Right here. So, you know, but uh, you keep going to your CNN and Fox fake news and Fox and friends and, you know, and they're, I mean, how do they get these people? And I was watching it this morning, actually, the Fox and friends. How do they get these people there that are interviewing, the people that are going to go over there with the medical supplies and everything? I tried contacting Fox News. I can't get a hold of anybody. I can't get a hold of nobody over there. I I even tried to pretend to be a Ukrainian guy, saying I was from Ukraine and everything. I had family, you know, so they could, you know, see if I can get in touch with the Fox and Friends crew in the morning. Nope, I couldn't get a hold of nobody. How do these other people get in touch with them? Who are they? What do they do? Just pick a hat? They got a hat or something? Oh, yeah, we got Ukrainian people wearing this hat. Okay, pick one. There's the phone number. Call them. We'll get them on live. Because, you know, I just don't understand. Is anybody out there? Can you get a hold of Fox and Friends? Because I can't. You know, try getting a hold of Fox News. It's impossible. You're not going to get a hold of them. You know, especially Fox and Friends in the morning there. There's three yuppies there in the morning. And they sit on the couch in the morning. The blonde dingbat and, uh, and the other two uh, guys there. The guy with the glasses, uh, Mr. Rogers, and uh, the other guy there. He's, you know. But, uh, yeah, I mean, come on, man. But, uh, hey, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. But, well, how about Adam Schiff? How about this guy declaring war on Russia? You guys hear that one? Oh, I got to play that one for you. It declares war right on Russia. Uh, I got some hands up here. I'm going to get you guys over here. Uh, I'll get you guys live here in one second. Let me just play this here real quick. This is this is a good one. You guys will love this one. I don't care where you get your vitamin D3, but you need vitamin D3. It is essential. It is critical to your immune system. If you don't have it, you're in The United States aids Ukraine and her people so that we can fight Russia over there and we don't have to fight Russia here. So it'd be like if my 10-year-old, say, daughter was walking home from school and a group of, say, 16-year-old boys beat her up or raped her. I would be mad at them for that and I would try to get them arrested and go to jail. But what if one of their dads bragged, hey, I sent him there to rape her? But you'd be even more pissed at him, wouldn't you? And see, he's saying, hey, we're sending weapons, we're fighting, we are attacking you, Russia. And, and that's the type of talk that ends up in a giant nuclear war. And, you know, I'm on the side of not having a nuclear war, especially when Russia's not starting a fight with us, and especially after we just heard for years that everything happening in this country is run by Russia when that was all a giant lie. The globalists are the outside evil force. So the Russians see the leader of the U.S. Intelligence Committee, the leader of the Judiciary Committees, on television saying, we need to fight Russia's. Troops, we need to fight Russia over there so they can't fight us over here. And then they see senators saying, we'll nuke you first. 
You know, like if I had a neighbor and I say, you know, I'm going to kill you someday, I'm going to beat your ass someday, and then suddenly I'm on your front porch? Well, I would be surprised if that neighbor didn't come out and break my jaw. Or worse. We're not even their neighbor. We're in their business when they're 5,000, 6,000 miles away from the East Coast. And every leftist scumbag weirdo, from the high priestess of the left, Abramovich, to George Soros, are calling for war with Russia. Well, you devil worshippers, if you're so into dying, I tell Soros and Abramovich and all of you, why don't you just pour gasoline all over yourselves and light yourselves on fire? I mean, I'm not calling for you to kill yourself. I don't wish any harm upon you. God's going to deal with you. But seriously... If you want to go jump into traffic or jump off a building or slit your wrist, please just don't hurt anybody else in the process. Of course, the Russians are taking the bait, frothing and calling for nuclear war all over their TV programs. It's bad. And the Americans need to stop talking like that, and the Russians need to stop talking like that, and the Europeans and everybody else needs to stop it. All right, everybody. Yeah, man. Adam Schiff there on the House floor declaring war. All right, six five seven three eight three zero six one six. Press the number one. Uh, we got some callers here. One got their hands up. We'll bring them on here. Go ahead, there, to, uh, Connecticut first. Go ahead. Uh, good evening. Uh, good for good for getting me on. I only got a couple of minutes because I have a an engagement coming up in a few minutes anyway. But I just thought I'd jump here and let you know. Yeah, I've tried calling Fox News a number of times a number of months ago, and after an hour and a half on the phone. On, on, on there, press this, press that, leave a message, sorry, voicemail is full, call another number, around the block, Humpty Dumpty fell off the wall, you get no response from anybody, and there is no way to contact those people. And Fox News is just like the other media on TV, they're bought and paid for, they have an agenda, it's the political party, they're bought and paid for already. I believe the war has already been won. You just haven't been told yet. I believe the war was won before it started. We have we have the district of criminals who are going to do anything to cover up their mistakes because they don't want you to know. That I said it before. I'll say it again. These politicians that we call them, they know where all the bones are buried on both sides of the party. It's good cop against bad cop every time. They didn't like Trump because Trump had a different agenda than them. Than them. Trump was a Democrat to begin with, but Hillary was running, so he, sw- he switched to Republican. You know, we're going to wipe the server. You mean with a cloth? They lie, they steal, they cheat, they murder, and they get away with it. And I believe the outcome is already predetermined. I don't think they're going to use nukes, but Putin just may get pissed from the New World Order, and he just may do it. You never know. Maybe. Maybe. We'll see. We'll see. But, uh, all right, well, thanks for the call. I appreciate it. Uh, got a few other people here who want to jump in. Uh, anything else you want to add real quick? No, that's it. I only got a few minutes left, so I'll just listen here and uh, make my arrangements for my uh, upcoming engagement, and uh, I'll hang up when that comes and call back in later. All right. All right. Appreciate it. All right. Uh, let's go to 520 and then a private caller. Go ahead, 520. Good evening, Joe. This is Harry Dodd in Arizona. Long time no here. <laughs> hey, how you doing, buddy? Wow. I haven't heard. I thought the number may have looked a little familiar, but yeah, I haven't talked to you in a long time. How you been? Oh, we've been doing good. We've been working the border and trying to stay out of trouble down here and uh, following the shenanigans. Our, our 
we're supposed to pick a side here, but our real enemies right here in D.C. <laughs> yeah, 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 and down at the border, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, we have an invasion down here. Uh, the fentanyl coming over, and along with everybody else, and uh, we're not supposed to look over here. Look over in the Ukraine. Oh, we're sending the Border Patrol uh, CBP over to Poland now, too. How about that? Yeah, yeah, it's okay for that. we got to protect their borders, but screw our borders, you know? <laughs> It's insane, absolutely insane. I've been watching this, and it's like this isn't football teams. They're not supposed to be picking sides. They're 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 all against us. You know? That's <laughs> yeah, it. yeah. against us. They don't they don't give a rat's ass about the American people. Uh, largely, I see this as a financial transaction of sorts. Uh, uh, I come to find out and heard some things. I guess uh, Vladimir Putin's worth a lot of money, and they want to get his personal assets too. So, yeah, look, look all the money. <laughs> you're right. I think yeah, you're absolutely right. It does have a lot of assets, a lot of offshore accounts, a lot of Miami property. I heard too down in Florida. Uh, uh, yeah, you're absolutely correct on that one. You know, with that SWIFT stuff that they're trying to uh, uh, get them out of there. They already kicked them out of the central banking scheme to, uh, once they do that. I mean, they did that to Hitler too, you know. So, man, they, once you do, they do that, that you're isolated. And they're, they're going to squeeze them. They're going to squeeze them. So if he don't back down, he's, I think he'll be all done. They'll hunt them down, you know. Well, that'll be interesting to see how the Soviet Union really uh, turns out to play out to be. I wonder how that'll really turn out to be. What will happen if 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 Putin is uh, take or arrested, or if the people overthrow him? I wonder what that will turn out to be. I wonder how that plays out. That's I've never really looked at it from that angle, and maybe that's how it plays out in the end times. I don't know, you know. But it's interesting. It's going to be interesting, but you know the, the fact is we. You know, they never did anything to me. I'm, I'm not going to, like, point a finger at any party here. What I see is a uh, well-moneyed uh, organization that is putting basically two white Western nations against another, you know, against each other. You know, this is yeah. a brother's war here as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point, too. Yeah, that's absolutely true. Good point, Harry. Hey, hey uh, Harry, I got another caller here. I'll stay on the line if you want, okay? I got uh, another caller uh, here. I'm going to call here. I'll still listen. All uh, right. I'm going to go ahead and listen, but uh, it's supper time here, so good talking to you. I understand. Not a problem. Thanks for uh, the call, though. I appreciate it. Good to hear your voice sure. again. All right. All right. Let's take a mute. I'll mute him right there. Go ahead. I'll mute him. If he wants to come back in, he can press one. All right. Let's see here. Uh, let's go ahead there. Private caller. Boy, Joe, you know, it took me a little while to figure out what is it that's not quite right with the conduct of this war. And it finally came to me today, watching the course of these events. Now, first of all, you got to remember, I spent a great deal of my life from the time I left Vietnam, going to be assigned to Germany, in the National Guard throughout the 80s, learning about the Soviet Warsaw Pact and Russian way of war. They immersed us in it. I was an operations sergeant. And, you know, even though I didn't plan none of the stuff just being an NCO, I picked it up because I was constantly enmeshed with it, with the officers who would tell us about it, discuss it, and explain it to us. And it finally came to me what's going on. The Soviets have a concept of battle they call the deep battle. Okay? Now, what deep battle is, kind of an elaboration of Blitzkrieg, but it ain't the same thing. What Blitzkrieg does, you attack on a narrow front, you break through with armored spearheads, and you did pell-mell for the enemy's rear area, disrupt his line of communications and supply, 
Meanwhile, you send infantry, Panzer Grenadiers, and other units through the gap to exploit it and widen the breach to get other ones through. Deep battle's different. It is business multiple operations on different axes of advance in order to disrupt enemy communications and mainly through combined arms assaults. That means you use armor, infantry, artillery, air support, and one hell of a goddamn lot of it. I mean all over the place. And then you follow it up with your reserves to a strategic depth, and you're trying to break the enemy's lines and their will to resist. It is massive. You want to get some idea of historically how it worked out, you would look at, say, the Battle of, uh, I don't know, um, Reserve, uh, you know, when they broke out in the Reserve sector, the destruction of the German Army Group Center, which was Hitler's worst defeat in World War II, and particularly the way they took Berlin after they took the harbor, eliminated the harbor pocket and got across the Oder River. They set up and prepared. They lined up artillery wheel hub to wheel hub for kilometers, and they bombarded the city with artillery, multiple rocket launchers, and then they sent everything in along several axes of advance to overwhelm and destroy their enemy. Now, what I'm looking at in Ukraine, remember, even though it ain't the Soviet Union no more, it's still Russia. They still got basically the same battle doctrine, updated with modern technology, but it's still basically sure. the same doctrine. What I look at in Ukraine, I'm looking at, I don't see any artillery bombardment. You see explosions, sure. You hear a small arms fire, sure, but you're not looking at massive artillery prep. You're not looking at massive aerial bombardment. You're not looking at anything but relatively lightly armed reconnaissance units coming into the city, meeting some gunfire, and either withdrawing, I guess, to go report or being defeated. But you're not seeing the kind of things you would expect to see, given the way the Soviets fought, given the way the Soviets, I mean the Russians, they got to Kiev in seven hours, and then they sit there. Normally, they yeah. would be getting ready to pound it to pieces, and they come, they're not doing it. Now, I'm going to tell you why they're not doing it, Joe. This I am convinced of. The reason they're not fighting the way you expect to see the Russians fight, the way they've always fought in the past, the reason you're not seeing it is because Putin does not want to in inherit a Ukrainian wasteland. He doesn't want to destroy and have to rebuild Ukraine. He doesn't want to have to rebuild Kiev. He doesn't want to annihilate the population, so they're so resentful, they're not willing to come to the table and engage in negotiations. Now, it may come to the point where Putin is going to drop thermobaric bombs all over the place and just wipe out and annihilate his opposition if he's completely frustrated. But I do believe that prior to doing anything like that, like what the Soviet Union does in its basic battle doctrine, what he's trying to do is try to get the... Ukrainians come to the table, get a uh, armistice or negotiation settled up with terms favorable to Putin and what he wants to do without destroying Ukraine's economic usefulness and stirring up undue resentment among its population more than it already is. Now, I'll grant you, Ukraine is putting up a plucky defense. They're showing a lot of courage from what I see. I think a lot of it's propaganda. But I would, yeah. I'm willing to see they're putting up the best fight they can. But nonetheless, they wouldn't have a prayer, I don't believe, if Putin fights the way the Russian army is trained to fight, the way the Russian army I was expected to fight was where we were taught they fight. In fact, the way they fought 
when I went to the National Training Center at Fort Irwin, California, and the American opposition force that had been trained with Soviet tactics and equipment kicked our asses every single time. Wow. Wow. And that is true that the, the soldiers of that, that time period that you served were actually, they did. That's what they were trained to do, fight the Soviet Union. That's what that, that was their, that was they, their they were football. They were trained. They were trained. They were trained in Soviet yeah. tactics. And they consistently defeated us and most every unit they came up against. Yeah. Because every tank, because look at their, or just take their tanks, for instance. The instance, their Soviet-made tanks. That's why we made the U.S. Abrams tank to battle their their uh, Soviet tank. That's what uh, Saddam Hussein had. And, they, and then, of course, they upgraded since then. But that's what. So everything. That's what we were doing. Back and forth. Back and forth. Back and forth. And what we're worried about is they got those supersonic missiles, uh, rocket launchers that can go the speed of sound twice over. And we cannot. If they if they shot thirty of them at at at, at a at us, just say, I'm using a number here, just a hypothetical. If they just shot 30, we would only be able to knock 20 of them out, and 10 of yeah, them would be direct hits. they launch rocket systems, and they got a bunch of them. And yeah, some of them, yeah. like I said, are equipped with thermobaric warheads. That's, that is just this side of a nuclear weapon and its effect, depending upon its size. Yeah. The fuel-air explosive is basically what it is, and believe me, you don't want to be the end anywhere near it. The concussion and blast wave is almost equivalent to a low-level tactical nuke. Well, if so, do you think, in your opinion, I I think that yeah, if he if he if all and if they don't get rid of him, if they don't shut him down, if it doesn't come within from within his own government, because you won't get to him uh, before he could do it. But if it does, if they don't stop him or get a hold of him, do you think? I think he will. But do you think he will use uh, nuclear weapons over there in Ukraine? Oh no no I don't think he I don't think he needs to I don't think he'll do it I mean he I'm look I'm not going to take anything off the table okay is it yeah. a remote possibility of course it is is it likely uh, no I don't think so I don't think he even needs to do it he look he's still got reserves he hasn't even employed yet yeah I mean, look at the yeah, units that the Ukrainians are facing they are predominantly reconnaissance units look at those vehicles you see getting knocked out. Most of them, yeah. except for a few of the tanks, like when that Chechen regiment came, they're light reconnaissance vehicles. Like yeah, the, yeah, the they were. Yeah, you saw that? Home. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you don't see, you're not seeing the kind of equipment that armored fighting vehicles that conduct an attack. Where's the ground support aircraft? Where's the heavy yeah. artillery Where's the multiple claim, rocket they claim, they claim they've shot one. They claim they've shot uh, 175 aircraft out of the sky. Uh, let's see, uh, uh, 135 tanks they claim they've destroyed. Uh, 30 to 40 choppers they've uh, brought down. They say uh, the Ukrainians. They're saying, and uh, but but the num- but the troop numbers don't add up because they're not saying that. You know what about yeah, the dead? Look, the you dead. Know, you know, Joe, Joe, that is always possible. They might have come near. That I kind of doubt it, but it's possible. When you don't, when you don't, when you use equipment like that piecemeal, yeah, you can destroy it piecemeal. I'm talking about when they employ concentrations like you do when you're making a final assault, a real assault. That will be the that will tell the tale. They haven't begun to make an assault on Kiev yet. They've encircled yeah. it and they're sitting there sending reconnaissance units in to see what they're going to encounter. That's all. Yeah. They're yeah. sitting and there that's smart outside what he's doing. They got there in seven hours. 
Yeah, and that's smart what he's doing, sending them in there. That he's say, well, he's sacrificing his own men. That's what he's doing. He's sending them in yeah, there to watch him get blown up. <laughs> you, but, know? you know, he's the best. that's why that's the Russian way of war, man. That's what they do. I'm sorry. Yeah. They just do that. But if they get the information they need, they're satisfied. Yeah, yeah. Because but, but, they but, don't stand a chance. Just, yeah. Yeah, but look, I'm just saying here, we have not seen this war really unleashed. I have yet to see any of this war footage with anything like a preparatory artillery bomb. I haven't seen it yet. I've been watching hours and hours of it. Nothing like it. Small arms fire, an explosion here and there, but nothing like what I expect to see from a Russian assault force. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. I know, but uh, I'll tell you what, though. But 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 what what, the, what he's not calculating was is Europe to start arming up the Ukrainians because that's quick supply routes right from Poland. You see, they were bank- sure they were banking on the U.S. and NATO to do their little thing, but now you got Germany in there. You know, you got uh, you got sweet uh, was it Sweden too or Switzerland? Excuse me, uh, and, and Norway and all those places. They're they're joining in. So I don't think he was anticipating that now. You know, because that's 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 coming in from the top in the north, and that could uh, resupply these uh, 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 Ukrainians quickly. You know, so it's well, it's, uh, Bill, it's, it's dangerous. Well, well, Joe, look, the, the Soviets. Uh, I look at their axes of they got four main axes of advance. They got one coming from the the what Putin declared the newly independent republics of Luhansk and Donetsk. Okay, that's one axis of advance going west. Then you got the one advancing from Belgorod, just um, just west of Kiev, hooking around that end of Kiev. Then you got the other one coming up from Odessa, the amphibious landing there. And between those prongs, they're trying to circle again. And again, they got there quick, and then they just sit there. Yeah, and that, that, yeah. that ain't the way you expect them to see it. He's been planning this for a while. If he really wanted to take Kiev, it would be taken. He doesn't want to damage it unduly. I'm guaranteeing you this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, well, you know, I just don't know, though. Look, Sarge, I made a scenario in the beginning of the show. I don't know if you heard it or not. You know, what if Russia funded Mexico to have nuclear weapons? What would the United States do? You know, they would do the same thing. They would say no, and they, they you know, they, and they, or they, and they would invade Mexico. Look, Russia just doesn't want nuclear. We- he doesn't want Ukrainians to have nuclear capability, and he wants them to remain sovereign and not be part of NATO. Up, uh, Joe, Joe, were we willing to allow Cuba to have nuclear weapons on their island, ninety miles off our coast? No, we were not. Not right? we were willing to go to nuclear war to prevent it, weren't we? Yes. So and you know what? Wrong for doing what he's doing? Was, you know what? I think that was the right thing to do. Yeah. So yeah. I'm so saying that wrong? even though I ain't got I ain't got no dog in this fight, and I, I don't like Putin. I'm simply saying either. that no matter how authoritarian a guy a country may be, no matter how unquote democratic unquote it may be, you know, no matter what, whether it's Red China, whom I despise or Russia, whom I don't particularly like, every country has its national security interests that identifies. Everyone. That's correct. That's correct. And for Putin, when you look at Putin, 12 of the former Soviet socialist states that were once part of the Warsaw Pact are now part of NATO. Twelve. And they all ring Russia with the exception of Ukraine. 
Yep. And yeah. which is the biggest But nobody of else them, sees that, Sarge. Which is the biggest but of the them media the doesn't see that. What? I said the media doesn't see it that way, though. No, and the, the media, general populace. Just bunch of dummies. I don't pay them no goddamn <laughs> attention other than to see what they see, which is just basically factually correct. And they do get that from time to time. I sure time don't count time, on them yeah. to get to me. Yeah, but, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. Again, remember, the Soviet Union was once 15 different republics. Unions. Unionized. The Union of Soviet Socialist Republics. Twelve of them are in NATO. Twelve. And now, and yep. now the, the, the biggest and most significant of them was Ukraine. And now there's the potential it could join NATO too. Now you think? Yeah. Now remember, Putin is paranoid, and you think oh, this yeah. isn't going to add to his paranoia more? Remember what happened with the uh, Euro Maiden protests in 2013? It was I don't cheered know on nothing and about that. by the neocons here in the United States that got got rid of Ivanovich. Remember? They got rid of. No, him. I don't know nothing about Putin's that. Puppet. Yeah, he was Putin's puppet. Putin was pissed off about it. The Eastern Ukrainians, who have an affinity with Russia, were pissed off about it. And um, that's when that big separatist movement got started in Eastern Ukraine. Oh, yeah. Okay. I remember that now. Okay. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Okay. Now I remember. All right. Yeah. We had the big crowds in Independence Square in Kiev, remember? Yeah. Yep. 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 Okay. Well, see, all of this stuff. All of this stuff is interrelated, see, because they want us to have the memories of dogs, you know. Uh, they don't remind us of these <laughs> things. And that's the problem yeah. with not looking at history and learning from history. Well, they don't teach it anymore. So, and they don't about true history anymore. So that's what, you know, so you know, what do you expect? And then the news media, of course, they have an agenda, like the other caller said in the beginning there. And then uh, what Harry Hughes was talking about there, like he said, you know, with the real enemy that's out here, you know, who's the real enemy, you know? I mean, so we don't have a dog in this fight. He, they're not our enemies right now. Well, you know, like our I real said, enemy is down like, at our like, border. It's like, it's like a lot of people have been saying, Joe, you know, look. It don't matter what the country is. They all have what they identify as national security threats and interests, all of them. And unless you're willing to go to war with them because you just don't care about their national security, that's fine. Just remember, you might have to go to war because you decided to disregard it. You know, like yeah. when the United States disregarded the warnings about the Chinese entering the Korean War, has the United Nations forces got close to the border with China on the Yalu River? And they continually yeah. ignored it, and MacArthur ignored it, until all of a sudden 400,000 Chinese troops came across the border, surprised the U.N., almost wiped out our lead elements of the 8th Army, sent the 10th Corps to an 80-mile retreat, because they ignored it. Yeah, yeah. I'm so what, said, do, man, so what, you, what do we, what happens here, Sarge? Sarge? What happens here? Huh? What play? How does this play out in your opinion? You know, what do you think how this plays out in the next 30 days? Well, I've heard rumors of armistice talks or peace talks beginning. And, of course, that's all. All of this is going to be predicated. All of this is on the calculations that Vladimir Putin makes. Uh, the ball's in his court completely. Yeah. All of this is his initial. Well, let me take that back. Of course, he bears primary responsibility for it. Red China bears the second responsibility for, for financing it. Yes, they did. 
They financed it. And then the neocons and the idiots and the morons in the Biden administration and their sycophantic fools in Western Europe bear the rest of the responsibility. Yeah. So, but still, yeah. well, how it's going to turn out is going to depend on Vladimir Putin and whether or not he feels that his national security interests have been taken care of. Does that mean that maybe Russian troops get to be stationed in Ukraine? In the, certainly in the eastern part of Ukraine, maybe. Does that mean that uh, you, uh, Ukraine makes a rock-solid commitment by treaty never to align with NATO or Western Europe? Maybe. I don't know. But whatever it is, it's either going to hinge on the Russians being defeated or Vladimir Putin being satisfied that his country's national security interests, as he defines them, have been met. That's your answer. And other than that, I just can't say for sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's hard for me to – you know me, I like to run my big mouth too, and I throw my predictions out there. And, hey, look, I'm not going to pat myself on the back, but I should. I kind of called this one here and back in you know December there. I told everybody that this was going to happen. Uh, if you listen to that it's show, I opened up right with it. I thought it was going to happen in 2018. Go look at that, <laughs> go look at that uh, video of Donald Trump admonishing Stoltenberg – the U.N. NATO Secretary General, seven minutes of the most beautiful beatdown I've ever seen. <laughs> I swear to God, it was magnificent. If you don't have it, I'll put a link to it in the chat room so you can watch it yourself. Yeah, like, that yeah. Was, I almost predicted this. Yeah, I'd like to play that there for the listeners, actually. I'm going to yeah. put a link in the chat room to it so you can watch it for yourself. Because, man, I'm telling you, this is why the mainstream media lies about Donald Trump so much and doesn't want you to know all of the things that he said were going to happen because, of course, they want you to act like this senile old goat marionette and this idiot cackling <laughs> moron of a vice president who ain't even a natural-born citizen. He wants you to, they want you to think they're the cat's meow and the best thing around is sliced bread. Oh, yeah. Well, I don't think he's, he's that stupid as everyone, as, as everyone, uh, well, he's uh, senile. Uh, you know, well, he is senile, but I, but he's not stupid, you know, and, and he is and stupid. He, he, stupid well, he acts stupid, George. He acts stupid. <laughs> no, he I, is well, stupid. He was either stupid that or the people behind him are senile. pulling the strings. Either that or people behind yes, him are pulling the strings, true, you know? But he was always stupid. Now he's stupid and senile. At least before <laughs> he was stupid, but he was dynamic. Now he's just stupid and senile. Yeah, yeah, I remember him about 12 years ago with Obama there when they were talking about gun control. Remember he was talking about shooting a shotgun up in the air when they were talking about gun control? Yeah, double barrel <laughs> shotgun through the door. Yeah, yeah, remember that? That's what he said. No, he literally said that. Yeah. He hasn't just made a valid decision in 47 years. What's that? He hasn't made a valid decision on anything in 47 years. Yeah. yeah I just put a link, now. by the way, to that video with Donald Trump beating down that NATO at the NATO summit. If you want to go watch okay. it, I just put the link in there. I'm telling you, man, that okay. Donald Trump predicted this because Europe literally made itself dependent upon Russian energy. Literally. Yeah. Yeah, and how stupid are we? To, to, you know, how stupid are we? All it took was an administration like Joe Biden's, corrupt, compromised undoubtedly by his ties, him and his son's ties to Ukraine. That's all it took. Remember what? Remember what Lenin said? You take your bayonet. I think it was either Lenin or Stalin. I forget. You take your bayonet and you probe. If you meet steel, you withdraw. 
If you find mush, you advance. Putin found mush. Yeah. And he's advancing. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right, Sarge. But, uh, but for Sarge, it's scary the scenarios that are being played out here because we're talking about massive loss of life. You know, massive loss of life here. That doing if this happens, for goodness' sake, we talk. We're talking, perhaps, the destruction of half the planet Earth. You know, I mean, when you think about it here, if this if this if this goes down the way you're talking right now, and I'm talking, this goes down that way, Sarge. We're talking, we're talking two, three billion people perishing on Earth. You know, that's insanity. That's that's that that right there. Now the preachers out there and the God thumpers and the Bible believers, I'd like to hear from them on that. How does that play out? Because you can please, please, please tell me where the United States is foretold in the Book of Revelation, because I can't find it anywhere. You know. <laughs> I don't well, know. Can you anybody know, else? Joe, I, I appreciate your um, um, you know giving the nuclear war scenario. I'm not certainly not ruling it out. It is possible. Right now, I put it down on the list. I do acknowledge okay. it as a possibility. But the spread of the war, I think, is the spread of the war, depending upon the way it goes and the level of Ukrainian resistance and the level of pain that Russia suffers economically as a result of these sanctions, might dictate as to whether it spreads or not. Okay. okay. And, and, that, and, that, and that was predicated upon... Uh, uh, Putin and Russian forces causing the bright red line of entering a NATO country. Whether it's yeah, Poland, yeah. whether it's Moldova, whether it's uh, Slovenia, or any of these other, Slovakia, whether it's any of these countries that are NATO countries. I think that's the trigger. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and these bank runs that are going underway to Russia as the, as the U.S. and the EU agree to cut off the country from the SWIFT system, and the bank runs are just uh, uh, they're just collapsing the uh, ruble, you know, and it's it's just uh, the ruble is rubble now. It's just turned into rubble to rent pebbles now. <laughs> you know? Remember I mean, though, the ace in the hole for the Russians is China. Yeah, yeah. Remember what definitely. China's. Remember what. Putin is doing gives an opening for China to move against Taiwan. You think so? It's the wild really card, so? Joe. It's the wild yeah, card. I've looked at that, but I couldn't find it. I couldn't find what would be the benefit. Joe, uh, look, uh, if NATO and the United States, you think the United States has the capability for war involving China and Russia at the same time? Do you really think that? I definitely... uh, Sarge, I know you're going to get mad at me and start arguing with me, but I think we do. I think we do. I think we have the capability and the and Yeah, the nuclear alliances. we do. Nuclear, do you want to go there? Because I sure as hell don't. No, but I think no. I think our navy. I think our navy could hold up in the Pacific against because uh, we have Japan as a very strong ally, and they've got a superior navy. You know, so they're, you know, not to ours, but they've got a very strong navy. Um, and Japan would back us all the way on that. So, and that's key ally right there. Um, you know, I don't know, Sarge. I don't know. You have better right. military. That's the best thing to say. You don't know. Because the one thing <laughs> in life that is uncertain is warfare and its outcomes. Yeah. And it's hell. 
We know I mean, that. who would have thought the Soviet Union could have held on after the massive defeats, unprecedented human, in human history, they suffered in 1941? Who in the hell could ever have thought they could? I know, I know. Or I know. that Finland could beat the Russians' asses so bad in the Winter War. Who in the hell would have thought a little country of, what, three million people, four million people, could just beat the shit out of the Russians until they just committed everything they had to crush them? Yeah, yeah. Well, Who it was in the that? winter. Like I said, if, if it's one thing in life that is unpredictable, it's warfare. Do the Russians, are they really that bad of fighters in the winter, Sarge? You said you trained against them. I mean, they could, they, they could fight. I mean, are they really that bad of fighters in the winter? Well, uh, all I got to say is look at the way they performed in the Winter War, for God's sake. If you know anything yeah. about what happened during the Winter War in 1940 when they fought Finland, it looks like cold as Russia is, they didn't know a goddamn thing about how to quit their <laughs> army and fight in the winter. The Russian ski, I mean, Finnish ski troops ran rings around them. Yeah. Killed them by the score about a bushel basket full. Wiped out <laughs> columns of Soviet troops. Destroyed trucks. Piled them up like cordwood. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I so like I said, man, there, look, man, things are unpredictable, man. You got, you know, you just don't know. Yeah. Who would have yeah, thought I mean, yeah, the United don't. States would have defeated Britain in the Revolutionary War? Well, there you go. There's another good example right there. You know, would have thunk that thong. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So, I mean, look, man, ain't no sure thing in warfare. Once it starts, it, uh, Katie bar the door. Anything's likely yeah. to go down. Man, it's dangerous. You're right. It's scary, man. Like I said, it all you scary. can do, though, is look at what you've got on the ground and try to predict a trend. That's what, that is what is so valuable about intelligence, particularly military intelligence, and I'm not talking about the dummies that may be the generals. I'm talking about intelligence that collates information and, and yeah. does analysis and predicts outcomes or possible strategies. That's why military yeah. intelligence is so valuable if it's good. That's a, a very good point, man. Good points here you brought bringing up here. That's uh Valid and from a man with experience, you've got the experience and uh, history and knowledge. And your knowledge concerning history is very. Uh, I don't think anybody here on this platform here tonight or any time actually can debate you when it comes to history. You do bring the facts to the table that uh, uh, are you, man, undeniable. I, from, the time I was, from the time I was sitting in the turret of an M60 tank on the folder gap, I was wondering about this shit. Wait for the fourth Ukrainian guards tank army to come through Czechoslovakia to come into West Germany. And then they're telling us that if they do come, our unit is not likely to last longer than a week. We're probably going to be either combat ineffective or annihilated within a week as we fell back the successive phase lines until we got reinforcements. You know that scared the shit out of me thinking about that? What? When they told Good. us that was our life expectancy. Well, what was it? What, what, like I said, when the Ukrainian guards tank army, that was the unit they expected to come through spearheading their advance. They said from the moment they started, and they expected that we would inflict heavy casualties on them. And, and if, I think the Soviets had planned to take really heavy casualties, but they were going to keep throwing in waves behind them until we got overwhelmed. 
What was your what was your what was your take from everything? What was your first? What were you told? Well, yeah, when I was hearing this explained to us, you know, by uh, we had a company commander who really was savvy and he understood all this stuff, and he didn't want us to have any illusions. He we trained hard and we were prepared to fight hard, but we were under no illusions that we were likely to survive if it happened. Yeah, yeah, you must have been scared to death, huh? Well, how, were you, how young yeah. were you at that time? I, I was more scared of that than I was in Vietnam. Wow. Wow. And that's saying a lot, man, because Vietnam, you know, <laughs> you know, no, young, believe me, young I, punks I knew back the then. Soviets <laughs> did a lot more damage to us than either the North Vietnamese or the Viet Cong. Mm. Yeah, wow. Imagine that. Whew. Wow. You know, for anybody who doesn't, you know, have military mind or capabilities or understands this stuff, you know, when you sit, you know, you, they may not get what you and I are talking about or understand it, you know, um, the the, the 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 educational levels too, and the experience. Well, you got hands-on experience. That's uh, you know, <laughs> I don't think you, you know anybody can call in here and beat that. And of course, your knowledge of history is impeccable. So, uh, you know, I, I know I debate you sometimes, but for the most part, you can whoop my ass in a history challenge. So you know, so but uh, uh, but man, I, I you know it scared you. If you're saying that scared you more than Vietnam going in the jungle. As being in the army, well, you were, you know, <laughs> then that's saying a lot. That's saying a lot, you know. And people should be paying you, man, attention to this conversation. As, you know, do you realize that we spent almost as much time in the field training in Germany as we did in Vietnam? I'm talking about in the field, and on only it was training operations in Germany. Why? So, and, and why in Vietnam, of course, it was active combat or uh, combat operations. And in Germany, it was just training, 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 training. But we spent okay, all the time in the field doing that. But believe me, I said to myself, if the balloon goes up here in Western Europe, then I think we're not going to survive. See, we never thought the North Vietnamese had the capability to defeat us in Vietnam. Kill some of us, sure. Hurt us, sure. But not defeat us. I don't know anybody there who ever thought the North Vietnamese Army, the Viet Cong, defeated us in Vietnam. I, don't, I never talked to them. They said, we ain't going to win this. This is crazy. This is stupid. Why are we here? But nobody had any thoughts that we could be defeated by them. The Soviets, on the other hand, it was different kettle of fish. Yeah. Because they were a pure what was army. Their, what was their thinking? What was their thinking? I agree with that idea. They were a really? pure army. They were a huh. pure army. They could project comparable battlefield power to the United States. Well, what the hell happened to them then? I mean, why? why well, now, what look, happened? The problem with Soviet Union was communism. Yeah, the economic yeah. system is yep. a failure. Yeah. Always is. Yeah. You can't sustain yeah. an army without a major world-class army without a good economic system. You can't do it. And they tried to do it. You can't, could not provide guns and butter. That's what Ronald Reagan did when he ramped up military spending and the Soviets tried to match it. It was impossible for them. Hmm. Interesting. It's a lesson. They You're can't do guns and here. butter. The United <laughs> States can. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. So you're teaching a lesson here that people should be paying attention to. You know, because anybody out there who's, you know, uh, studying military or tactics or, you know, or fighting or combat or whatever it is you're studying, if you're, you know, into this stuff and, or into survival, should be paying very close attention right now. You know, I would think. <laughs> hey, Joe, there aren't really any new, Joe, there aren't really any new lessons from history. You get the same old recurrent themes with slightly different players, and the circumstances are a bit different, but the essential broad outlines are consistent through the millennia. What about the goals, though, the end goal? Of course, goals vary. Of course, they change because, you know, uh, alliances, empires rise and fall, all that change. I'm talking about the dynamics of situations involving nations. They're remarkably consistent throughout history. It's like, uh, you know, you talk about a guy named Clausewitz, the fog of war. You talk about um, people like um, Malky the Elder or Frederick the Great or Alexander the Great or Caesar or any of these great captains, Napoleon, any of these great captains of the past. Their lessons huh. still ring true today. <laughs> yeah, you got that right, man. I can't. You got me stunned right but now. Got my mind thinking a mile a minute. Wheel. You know what gets me about this shit, man? Everybody thinks they're gonna reinvent the wheel. No, you ain't. <laughs> you might reinvent technology, and that does have different effects on things. But what you're not gonna reinvent is the basics. It's like they say. You know what they talk about? How Ukraine is holding out, and people are are are, are, are repeating Napoleon's dictum, the uh, morale, the morale. The spiritual, the morale is to the material, has this three to one. It's true. Huh. It's true. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah, you, think the, you know, the United States Armed Forces, I think, was at its peak during Operation Desert Storm. You didn't have, you didn't have a better army with higher morale, better training, better equipment relative to their opponents. I mean, more ready for battle than that army of Desert Storm. Now, the, the, the Iraqis had comparable equipment. They weren't going to win no matter what. But had they been properly handled, had the troops had high morale, had they had a training that was equivalent to the United States, they would have made it awfully bloody for our victory. <clears throat> you see how ridiculously easy it was? Yeah. The 100-hour yeah. war on the ground? There's a reason for it. Yeah. Because wow. they had good equipment. The Iraqis had good equipment. And then a well-trained army with high morale could have made a really tough fight of it. Hmm. But they didn't have that. Son of a bitch. The United yeah. States did. Yeah. Damn, son of a bitch. <laughs> the Ukrainians right now, given the way the war is being fought, I give them the edge with regard to morale over the Russians. Well, yeah, man. <laughs> remember, they got and that's conversation equipment. here, man. Even though they don't, even though they don't have as much of the equipment as the Russians got, uh, every single thing the Ukrainians got, the Russians have got because they use the same equipment. But the Russians just have some of it that's more updated. But yeah, the T72M yeah, yeah. is the T72M in Russia. Same damn tank. <laughs> 
<laughs> People don't know what you and I are talking about right now, but I mean, well, some do, but but uh, you know, what we're discussing here is is very valuable. Uh, uh, it's very valuable. Let's put it that way. I I just don't know how to explain it. What people, what you and I are discussing here right now, well, and the highest military. I mean, you know, I really do, Joe. I think it's so damn serious. I think the ability to wage war is the primary responsibility of any government. Any government. That is the first, foremost, and most important duty to do. Not give you a college education, not give you daycare centers, but to ensure they have an armed forces that can protect the nation and project the country's national security interests. Nothing else tops it. And this country has fallen down in that job. Yeah, man. Damn, man. Sorry. That's a good conversation here tonight, man. Very good. Very something very, very good to look at and analyze and dissect and take apart, man. And uh, uh, that was, that's a brilliant, brilliant uh, way to open up tonight's podcast. Uh, and people just, uh, I'm telling you, it's not something you're not going to appreciate until down the road. You know what I mean? And God forbid <laughs> if any of this get, does well, get played out, Sarge. Well, man, um, so, um, like I said, you, you know, it's, this sort of thing is, 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 is the way, when they treat us like they've been doing us, like we're idiots and we're yeah, dogs right. with the attention span of dogs, what we get is agitprop rather than the truth. And that's yeah. no good for anybody. I love this country. I want yeah. this country to be successful. I want this country to succeed in its legitimate national security objectives, but I despise these people who want to use our people as cannon fodder for the interests of neocons and globalists. Amen. Amen to that, brother. Amen. Hell yeah. Oh, man. Oh. Oh, I don't think I don't think you know you or I you know have any ill will towards you know our flag and, and America and what real America really does stand for and the the, uh, the capabilities of what America should be and and how we've lost our way. You know whether you know we can get into silly little debate squabbles about this and that and gay pride and you know uh, uh, black this and this word that whatever it doesn't listen put all that to the side bottom line is you know you you are American and you stand up for what America really the foundation of America really was and what it was supposed to be and that's how people should be looking at you and I in our conversation here right now you know put all that crap aside and say hey. You know, this is facts. We're telling people facts here and having an in-depth conversation. And from two experienced individuals that have been around the block that understand the times in which we live today. And we're putting the facts out there, man. And, and, and one day, years and years from the, down the road, God forbid, or God help us, we survive all this. You know, our uh, great-grandchildren are going to look back and listen to this conversation and, uh, and probably probably may, may even have a plaque for us. Huh? <laughs> you know, maybe we'll be on a wall someplace, you know. <laughs> hey, what, what, what was that the Bible says about a prophet in your own land or your own time? What does the Bible say about that, Joe? Uh, I don't know. You got me. Uh, my uh, brain cramped there. Are, are you really unheralded it. and unappreciated something to that effect? Uh, I don't know what the saying is. Uh, somebody help us out here. <laughs> yeah, I can't think what it is offhand, but it, I think it's thoroughly apt for people who are trying to tell the truth. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, good.
good point. Even if a couple people in the chat room even sticking up for you there, that's pretty good. So that's a good conversation thus far. Anybody else here want to join in? Conversation here, 657-383-0616. You know, don't be shy. Don't be afraid. You know, it takes balls to call in and have a conversation with people of all levels and, and uh, you know, and uh, bring, you know, bring up uh, interesting facts and uh, points. And these are the times in which we live today, Sarge, right? I mean, that's what it's about, right? Yeah. It's all about exchanging ideas. You know, look, I, I don't expect anybody to necessarily agree with me. I'm, it's fine if they don't agree with me. Just bring your honestly held arguments and let's exchange ideas. That's what it should be all about. There you go. Sometimes I learn things. Sometimes you learn things. And usually if it's vigorous and it's back and forth, you come out of it stronger. Yeah, yeah. That's why I like Harry. I like Harry that checked in tonight. Harry, he's down there from the border. You know, I always, you know, it's too bad that his show got pulled there. He's, he had a good podcast there, uh, you know, over there on the NSM's uh, platform there. I mean, he, he was a, you know, he had a good, good, uh, he appealed to the to the crowd that had a, uh, a head on their shoulders, you know. So not, not the uh, idiots, you know, that just didn't have nothing to offer of any type of, uh, uh, uh continuity or uh, or a substance that you can, like we just did here, you know, step on a platform and, and build off of it, you know, have a foundation and, and, and talk about it and exchange ideas and bullet points that where we can, uh, you know, hopefully wake some people up, man, you know, and not for a particular agenda or an idea that you and I individually believe in, but for the betterment of all people. You know, you hey, look, your you, your people, my people, whatever you want to call it. The bottom line is, is we're speaking the facts and the truth here. And uh, what right now, what's going on in Ukraine and Russia is very, very serious. This could escalate into <laughs> yeah, something. Yeah, well, you that, know, like you said, man, Harry had some interesting commentary, intriguing commentary. Even if I didn't agree with it, it was still intriguing yeah. and interesting. And that's the thing, man. Well, I mean, yeah, echo yeah. chambers, you know, echo chambers do no one any good. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's a good point, too. You're absolutely correct there. And I, I, I mean, how many people have contacted me over uh, the past few months about his show, too? Yeah, I was like, what happened to that? Oh, man, it's a shame. That was the, you know, the best one on there. You know, so it's a shame, you know, because his voice is silenced now. And, uh, you know, and he brought up a lot of, especially the border issue. The border issue is a huge oh, issue, man. Yeah, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. We can't protect our borders, you know. What the hell good are are we? You know, we and the Americans that are dead, he lives down there at the border, too. You know, so, I mean, you know, his family is in danger every day, you know, from the, from the crisis down there. I know I sure as hell wouldn't want to be down there living, you know, with these, these freaking rugrats coming across the, over there, you know, flipping over like pancakes, flipping over one side to the other, you know. I mean, but, uh, but, uh, but, but, I'll tell you something, Joe. Nothing pisses me off more about this whole goddamn situation than these people telling us about how the sovereign borders of Ukraine must be respected, and they just shit all over ours. Yeah, yeah, I man. Mean, yeah. What, did, what, did, what did Putin send? In the Ukraine, violating the borders of Ukraine, he sent in what a uh, uh, fifty thousand, seventy, maybe ninety thousand troops thus far. How many people we had come across our fucking border? Two million yeah, last yeah. year. Yeah. Hey, I got another call Please, here. Sorry, let me just stop. Don't tell me a damn thing about nobody's sovereignty till you do something about ours. 
That's right. That's right. Let me bring on uh, area code 909. Go ahead. You're live. Good evening, gentlemen. This is Suzette. Hey, Suzette. Well, you guys are just coming out of the woodwork tonight. All, <laughs> all voices, like the ghost of Christmas past. <laughs> hey, Suzette, what's well, up? Hey, hey. All right. Well, ahead, hey, you, you asked for it, so so you got it. You wanted callers? So all right, calling. thank you. <laughs> thank you. Good to hear you both. Thank you so much. Sorry, Go ahead. The floor on, is yours. <laughs> thank you. Sorry we miss you on uh, C- CM- CMS on Sundays. With that, was Sunday. Ben? You haven't been on there uh, in a while. Oh no, well, that was uh, no, that was uh, yeah. Oh, Harry, you're talking about the uh, the uh, NSM there. The uh, Harry Hughes, that who you're talking about? Um, no, Vince's uh, Black Conservative Show um, on Sundays. Oh, oh I don't know. I've never Jackson. tuned into that one. Oh, I didn't CNN, turn. I didn't yeah. turn it. Yeah. Oh no, I was never. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't miss that one. <laughs> no. <laughs> But anyway, what's on your mind tonight, Suzette? Uh, well, I was just going to jump in and, and, you know, I guess Biden now, as you were saying, is sending our military, but it's our Border Patrol. They had, I guess it was in the New York Times, um, that he is asking them to volunteer to go work over there. They'll still get paid, and if they'll, get, they'll get overtime if required. But, um, yeah, he wants to send our Border Patrol to protect Ukraine's border. Yeah. Our, our border patrol. Our border patrol. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Oh my lord! Now I heard it all. Oh my goodness! I did. Did you hear that, Sarge? Too? Did you hear that? I didn't hear nothing about that. Well, I know it's true. Uh, I heard nothing about it, but I wouldn't. Be, I wouldn't be surprised if they think that uh, you know you can stop uh, Russian armor with shotguns. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised at all. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! Oh my Lord! And why aren't we dancing in the streets on that one? You know? <laughs> oh yeah, my know, Lord! Or you would think. Yeah. It's I, I know. Uh, well, how many? True, how many people is he sending? I mean, is, I mean, is this is, is this a policy, or they or they vote on this, or they brought it to the House floor? I mean, what's going on? How did this come about? He's going through Homeland Security. Oh. So he oh, still so has he an emergency. Yeah. No, he still has uh, emergency powers in in play. So until he um, takes shows out, you know, he can just do whatever he wants to do for the most part. Oh, God. Congress can review oh, it um, after 30 days of, of whatever he did and then, uh-huh. you know, go from there. But, yeah, <laughs> it's pretty much. So basically, uh, yeah, basically, basically, basically dictatorial, dictatorial, dictatorship, basically, dictatorial yeah. powers then, right? Yep, exactly. So, Sarge, where have you been on Sundays? Uh, Are you referring to me, madam? I am. Oh, uh, I have been been, uh, in in a limbo of sorts, but actually I've been plotting. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, I've been plotting. You know, we, we now can see the value of the Second Amendment of the United States Constitution, if you see the fact that the Ukrainian government is handing out assault rifles to its civilians like their party favors. The problem with them is they're like, uh, you know, trying to shut the door after the horse and got out of the barn. See, so they were already supposed to have them in their possession. 
What we're trying to make our dummies understand is that's why you got a Second Amendment in the first place, so they already got it and they ain't got to go to the police station to pick them up, along with their own source of ammunition that is a common ammunition supply with the same weapons that the government got. That's the whole point. We can see it writ large now. So what I've been doing on Sundays, along with other people, is trying to restore the idea of the citizen militia of the Second Amendment that is answerable to the state governor. That is what the Second Amendment is. Remember, security of a free state. That means you have to be answerable to state authority. Otherwise, you're a private militia. Right. One that actually is able to coordinate with the state. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I didn't know that. So, you know, we're putting together one to revive the concept of the true state militia as it was once envisioned before we had the big standing armies we got now. Yes, and Joseph, he's, um, these, these militias that he's talking about is the reason why we have the Second Amendment, because we, we are the federal government. We, you know, they're not to be above us, but if they ever got to that point, which they have for some time now, um, then there are things that we can do to take that power back. We can, we can do the Article 5. We have the Second Amendment, and that's for each state. And, and there are states now that have their own militias, and there are some states that haven't bothered with it. But, um, yeah, and so it's important that people realize that that's what, you know. Well, thank you. I learned. <laughs> we thank have to you. be able to run the country, uh-huh. yes. We are the people that run the country, and when we, st- when we stop doing that and we start becoming serfs, to to our government, then then that's when <laughs> then that's when that becomes active. <laughs> okay. Well, every right. state hey, I got has one militia clauses. Every state has a militia clause in their constitution. Many states, though, haven't enacted black letter law in support of the common law statutes of their state constitutions. That's the problem. What we're trying to do is ensure that uh, our state and other states have up to date. Um, statutes involving the regulation of those state militias and we're like brainstorming it to bring it up to the to, to, to speed so it can be useful in the event of a situation maybe not quite similar to ukraine because of the unique geographical location of the united states but in the event any catastrophe requires a wide-scale commitment of civilian militias okay hey i got three one four here waiting in the wings I got, guys, I got 314. I think I recognize this number. Go ahead, 314. Join in. Join in here. How you doing, Joseph? Now, listen, I want you to understand now. What we said about it wouldn't happen was the first go around. They left and came back. Now, they have opportunity to copy uh, the comment on that. So, uh, okay. Okay. You was right on the second go around, but we was right on the first go around. All right. Can we tell them that? Okay, yeah. <laughs> How you doing, Sarge? And, and it's true, the federal go- the federal government gets its powers from the state. That's where the okay. powers come from. House of Representatives, U.S. Senators, where do they come from? They come from the states. And if the people of the states knew the powers that they have and implemented those powers, there are a lot of the things that we're suffering from. Uh, we disapprove of probably wouldn't be going on and that broke off when you stop educating your children you got children going up to become irresponsible 
ill-knowledgeable, ignorant people of the state. And they let their state uh, legislatures run wild. Of course, it shows up in Congress. Am I somewhat on point or am I off out in the 40 acres someplace? Guys? Uh, Absolutely, uh, Pionke. I like, you know, every time I hear anyone identifying the primacy of really the Constitution, because the Mm -hmm. Constitution, not the federal government, is the supreme law of the land, and the Constitution identifies who has primacy in the various affairs of government. At times, it's the federal government. More often, it is the state government. But unfortunately, people have that notion inverted, and they think it's the other way around. They think the federal government is supreme over the states at all times and in all things. And that just ain't so. And we've got to disabuse much of the American public of this warped, perverted notion. It isn't true. We've got to acquaint them with the Constitution and what it says. The Constitution, not strictly speaking, the states or the federal government, Constitution is the supreme law of the land, and it determines what is supreme, although it's a general rule, over and above everything else when it comes to constitutional government, the people are the primary ingredient in the, uh, in, the, in, the, in the federal Constitution, followed by the sovereign states, and lastly, the federal government as a general rule. Now, yeah, and I forgot one other thing there, Sarge. May I add one more thing? Yeah, go ahead. That the, that the federal government, as you were saying, has powers because the states grant them those powers, but they're enumerated powers, which Congress and the Senate have both just trampled all over, and the Supreme Court has allowed it. And the Supreme Court Absolutely. has gone above and beyond to even um, dictate law from the bench, which they have no jurisdiction to do that. It's Congress. They're supposed to kick it back to them if... It is unconstitutional, whatever comes before them. And instead, they're making laws from the bench, and it's being allowed. Nobody's saying anything. It's just letting it happen, and it's been happening forever. I mean, we don't operate under the Constitution anymore. Those enumerated yeah. powers, blown out of the water. Blown out of the water. Yeah. Gone. Yeah. Well, I couldn't sure. agree with you more, Suzette. Uh, you know, we, we, and, you know, they accused Donald Trump of being a dictator, and never once did he disregard a court order. This fool, it's senile old goat marionette and his bureaucrat uh, puppet, puppeteers have already violated four significant Supreme Court orders. Four! In the short space well, they've been in office. Well, just for the record here. Orders from the, the court that said you can't do what you're doing. You have no authority. And they just go ahead and blithely go on with it anyway. Talking about it's an emergency. Well, just for the record here, guys, just for the record, I'm attempting, I don't know how successful I'm going to be, but tomorrow night I'm attempting to get uh, U.S. uh, retired Army, uh, U.S. uh, Paul Vallelay, I'm trying to get him on the program at 6.30, 6 6 o'clock or 6.30 Eastern Standard Time with the For the People, my show, and the Republic Radio 101 Network for tomorrow night. I'm attempting I'm attempting. I've been trying for the past couple of days. He's been very busy, so we could talk about this. Uh, he probably can give me, give us some inside information on this uh, Russia, Russia and uh, uh, debacle or disaster over there. So I'm hoping I can get him. That would be quite a uh, 
show and quite uh, an interesting conversation. Of course, you guys, everyone knows who I'm talking about, correct? Oh, he's a good man. He's very uh, savvy. I mean, yeah. he's the uh, he's the the definition of a general who's been well educated militarily very well. He understands yeah. what he's doing. Well, you know, it's something going prayer, on. That's why he ain't got the prayer of being involved in the Biden administration. Yeah. You know, fellas, there's something going on with this, what we call debacle, that we just don't understand because it didn't make sense from where we're standing. And I think there's something going on with the Ukrainian president and the rest of the West. You know, like they're talking about joining uh, the European Union, whereas everyone else is running from it. Heck, why come you didn't join the African Union? And you know, talk about Africa. Where is the squad? And the rest of the black <laughs> politicians, when you come to what's going on in Nigeria right now, there's wholesale ethnic cleansing, genocide in the northern area coming down to the central part of the country. Well, you have Fulani militants and herdsmen that's coming in and just raping and killing everybody. So where is the concern yeah. on that? You know, Putin made a statement about Africa. He said Africa now is a cemetery. He said African leaders come to Europe for medical treatment. They don't trust their own hospital and medical program. And when they die, they go home to be buried. That is pretty much the description of a cemetery. But you have to wonder, where is the loud mouths that was always down Donald Trump? Stroke? Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> this is silence the second cricket. time that's happened as far as that silence in that area, in that region of um, the world. Rwanda and the Clintons were in power at that time. I mean, look at what happened. Oh there. yeah. And yep. Yep. <laughs> I mean, good grief. Uh, have, have you have you heard the latest uh, news coming out of Ukraine from Newsweek about the fact that black immigrants are reporting racist treatment as they try to flee Ukraine? Have you heard about this report from Newsweek? Actually, I haven't. I haven't heard of nothing about it. But you, please indulge us. <laughs> well, well what heard, news but... is reporting, they are reporting that more than 500,000 refugees have fled Ukraine into neighboring countries since the start of the Russian invasion. They are saying that African students trapped in the country have taken the social media to document the hostility they're facing while they're trying to get away, and they're raising awareness for the plight using the hashtag, hashtag Africans in Ukraine on Twitter. And uh, they got okay. one video that's going viral that shows Ukrainian forces pushing a black girl off a train, but allowing a white girl on board the train. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Oh, so wait a minute. For it. They don't give any context for it, so we really don't know. But nonetheless, this is going down now, so I don't know. We're going to have to find out where the squad is and where Black Lives Matter is in yeah, order to have yeah. correct in order well, to let, let me talk, say something. We're gonna have to get let their me, opinions first. Let me say something about that. Where was it in the was it in Pennsylvania where they were allowing blacks to receive uh, vaccination vaccines before whites because they said blacks? Or and by the way, Suzette, is that lady named Suzette? I am black. So I just Suzette. wanted you yes. to know, Suzette, I am black, even <laughs> when you see me. But Shame wasn't it not <laughs> wasn't it not Gibson? <laughs> Was it not Gibson where they was permitting blacks to have vaccination before whites, saying that blacks carry a stigma and a history of being deprived? 
literally were saying that black people, based upon their historical record of discrimination in this country, were entitled to be at the head of the line when it came to COVID medical treatment. They literally said I thought that it was Minnesota, guys. And then yeah, the black community that called it the, the claims victimhood that just felt so good about that that went to the front of the line to go get their jabs <laughs> because they fell for it. Basically, illegal, uh, unconstitutional policy. They openly mm-hmm. boasted of it. Yeah. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. I knew this Ukraine thing sooner or later would have to turn into a BLM issue. I just knew it. <laughs> well, I tell you what, I like to see BLM go over there and strike up a damn protest march, burning and looting. <laughs> yeah, I would yeah, love to go. see that. <laughs> yeah, take your asses I, over there and try to pull that off like you were doing it in the United would States. Round them up, put uh, ropes around them, and send them out to blow up Russian minefields. What about over there in Moscow? What about Moscow? I'd like to see him. i tell you, I'd say hats off to him if they were able to pull that off over there. I would say, God damn. You do have what you would call non-white Russians um, in this country. Here they would call them black. But, you know, they identify as Russia. They don't want that crap over there in their country. Those countries got a right to uh, allow who they want in their country. I mean, it's common right. sense. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, I mean they got sure. they got uh, uh, they got people of color. I guess you could say I hate that term, but that's what they use nowadays. People of color who are in fact the product of interracial unions between Ukrainians and African students, for instance. Whether it's either through marriage, through cohabitation, but nonetheless they are Ukrainian citizens. And yeah, there are people of color there are Ukrainian citizens, and and like we said, Russian citizens. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's, I would imagine there would be. Well, I mean, I'm I'm sure there's not zero back black population over there, right, Sarge? I mean, I'm sure they do have black well, population. Well, they may not. not they may it's, not. It's like in the United States, but they're certainly there and they're certainly noticeable. Well, Sarge, but they may not. Those countries may not subscribe to a 14th Amendment birthright like we supposedly have here in the United States. <laughs> Well, I, I was speaking, to, like I said, I got several people in Ukraine I, I regularly communicate with, and, uh, uh, and you know, because and, and, I, I, back when I was doing a show on Blog Talk and we were talking about this, when Russia went into Crimea, I happened to meet them as a result of a couple of them appearing on the show. And I kept in communications with a lot of them, and they tell me that um, Ukraine does have uh, uh, birthright citizenship for people born on Ukrainian soil, as do most nations. They don't have a 14th Amendment equivalent, but they do have statutes that say, you know, laws, black letter statute laws, that say if you're born on their soil, you are a citizen of their country. Well, Ukraine's really? done away with that, do you remember? United United Kingdom done away with it. They say that stuff is going out the window because it's getting completely out of control. You seen the videos of the uh, immigrants that's coming across the Mediterranean Sea? How they rushing the borders there in the UK? It got yeah, well, out of control. Hungary, I think, is changing that too. Hungary, I think, is one of the nations doing. Yeah. So here's the thing: Why are they leaving their countries? Why are they leaving the their holes. countries? That's what Donald Trump called, and he was right. The shitholes. Shitholes. Yeah. <laughs> the socialist, socialist authoritarian shitholes. <laughs> well, I mean, the truth yeah, is the I truth. Know, I don't know why people are afraid to either. tell the truth. 
Yeah. And you know the thing that gets me, uh, uh, Suzanne and Joseph, you got quote unquote black people here want to align with anything around the world that's not Lily White. I'm sorry, it just does not work that way. Skin color does not mean kin. It just doesn't. Yeah, yeah, I got to agree with you there. Hi. I mean, you know, yeah. Go ahead, Suzanne. You've been <laughs> quiet there for a few minutes. Go ahead. <laughs> I just wanted to know why Pianchi said that he was black. Why? <laughs> yeah, yeah, wrong? yeah. Why did you have to throw that little that little tidbit in there? What was, what's up with that? You're <laughs> <laughs> uh, a white guy tonight, huh? Well, I tell you what, there's a lot more that feel like I do, but they can't say anything because they but have remember, a job Pianchi, held over their head. You're free to identify as white if you want to. Um. You know what? Who'd be very angry with you? You know who I was, I was watching a documentary last night? What was it? A football life or what? Doug Williams. You know, he'd be a little mad at you there, Bianchi. Yeah, well. <laughs> you remember Doug Williams? Remember that one? Yeah, I remember there? Doug Williams. Yeah. He's a good quarterback. This stuff actually. I hear blacks, uh, some group, and they're a mitre group because when you call in, they won't let you in. They only let those in a small group. Say a small group. But anything, they go way back in history, they find a, a statue that was made out of black granite and say, yeah, those are black people. <laughs> Not considered that the damn rock was a black. It's like I said, man. I'm 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 sitting here open mouthed at all of these people who pretend to scholarly erudition, claiming that Scotland was replete with black rulers during the Middle Ages. Scotland, Wales, and Ireland. Replete so with black rulers. You was that guy. And you got another TV series with Anne Boleyn. As a black woman, and then you got the uh, the, the what do you call it, Edgerton, a whole burgeoning huge middle class of black aristocrats in the 18th century. Hey guys, you it's remember crazy. that guy who was on here, uh, Black Jesus Minister? You remember him, Bianchi? <laughs> black yeah, Jesus yeah. Minister, remember him? That clown. They come up with all these <laughs> all these assertions. You get tired of arguing. He was on Black Radio. Uh, um, Mary Queen of Scots. That showed her chancellor, prime minister, chancellor, uh, Lord Darnley, of whom there are innumerable portraits of. You know, Mary Queen of Scots, prime minister. He's a black. He was portrayed in that movie as a black man with a big eyebrow. Oh, All God. these damn lies that be like Wall, Black Wall Street. That was not native <laughs> black Americans. That was Creek Indian land, and Creek skin oh, color varied from red, white, and black. It was Creek's land. And the reason why I come 40 acres in the mule didn't work, because how in the heck you going to give away Indian land that whites abandoned to blacks? <laughs> I don't know. I thought we were all having I'm Thanksgiving still, dinner. I'm still doing a lot of research because maybe somewhere <laughs> along the line I missed the fact that Anne Boleyn was truly a black woman. I missed it, but I'm going to go find it. It's there somewhere, I'm sure. No, she's Jewish. <laughs> but there's a lot of people been trying to get their hands in Ukraine from Joe Biden, the Clintons, and her foundation, and uh, it, it's just it need this stuff needs to be brought out to the open. But I'm still it, like it to does, know what does, do Putin does. does. Yeah. What does, do Putin really know? What do the Ukraine know? They got something on those bastards. I'm going to tell you that, criminals. I'm telling you right now. No, they got they something got on something. Joe Biden and Hunter, for God's sake. 
Yeah, I mean, yeah, more and more information is yeah. coming about this shit with Burisma and everything else. Man, you think the Russians, the Chinese, and the Ukrainians, but probably the Iranians, just about every intelligence service in the world, has got either all or some of the goods on Biden and the Biden family corruption? You damn right they do. Yeah. It's a matter when they decide to pull the trigger on it. Hey, they let's do the closing thoughts here. Let's do it. Oh, let's do the closing thoughts. We'll go right down the line here. You guys go ahead and just wrap it up for me here tonight. We'll start with, uh, uh, let's go uh, Bianchi first. How about that? Yeah. You, you, well, here's yeah. the thing. Joe Biden is able to, to live in a free world after take money that was already appropriated for, by Congress to go to the Ukraine, and he's going to use it as a bribe in order to stop the investigation by Ukrainian prosecutors on the interact business activity that his son Hunter was carrying out with a company in Ukraine, which by fact, the nature of the business of the company, Hunter had no experience in life. There's something wrong with that picture. Thank you. Man, you're on fire tonight. Man, <laughs> I'm telling you, you're absolutely that's 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 the key right there. That's one of the oh, that's the master key. All the other keys we got to you know get to. But uh, yeah, there there you are. On, they're getting rid of the evidence. They're getting rid of the evidence. That's for sure. Suzette, go ahead. Well, I just want to say, as far as Russia and Ukraine go, distraction, distraction. Yep. What do you think for Because Ukraine already convicted Joe Biden in the court of law yeah. in their country. But because it's their country, they can't do anything about it as far as actually arresting him. So <laughs> he won't be visiting Ukraine anytime soon, him or his son. But, um, yeah, keep your, eyes open. <laughs> keep your eyes open because what you're seeing with one hand, you can't see what the other hand is doing. So, um, yeah, make sure you just stay aware of that. <laughs> you you know what, Joseph? Up. I got one more yeah. point. Look yeah, out ahead, for the issue. Look out for the issue of slavery repar- reparations starting to come up just before the 2022 in order to get black voters all hyped up and so forth. What do you think? And as Sarge? long as we have, I was going to say, as long as we have mail-in ballots, Republicans or any other party that starts and wants to run doesn't have a chance. So make sure you push in your state, call your representatives and tell them you want the mail-in ballot rule revoked. And push for that before elections, because okay. otherwise your vote's really not going to count. That's, that's a good a, point. That's that. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's a good point. Thank you, Sarge. Go ahead. We can't miss out on Sarge here. Sarge, go ahead, man. Yeah, well, I want to respond first of all to what I just heard about the mail-in ballot issue, and I'd like to remind everybody that a court in Pennsylvania found that the Pennsylvania state legislature violated its own constitution by allowing for mail-in ballots without going through the uh, because the constitution of Pennsylvania forbids mail-in balloting except in very narrow circumstances and they broadened it using covid as an excuse so we've already know that their votes should have been disallowed i think there will be similar findings in ohio but i'd like to say about uh this issue with um uh, Ukraine here. There ain't gonna be no winners in this conflict. Ukraine is corrupt. Russia is corrupt. There's money laundering and all kind of shenanigans all over the place. But it's, it's the people on both sides and Ukrainian civilians who are dying and bleeding for corruptocrats. And this whole goddamn thing is stupid. But you know what? 
it's got the a potential to become like I don't know um, uh, Europe in August of 1914, and I would hate to see that happen again. We don't. Nobody wants to see that happen again. And uh, Harry Hughes, there. Thanks for calling in here tonight. Uh, yeah, get in touch with me. You see, you got a fan club still out there. Uh, a lot of people enjoyed your podcast. There, we can get you on here Sunday nights if you want. I'm. I don't do anything on Sunday nights here on this platform. So, uh, hey, you want to come on and do a show? Uh, get in touch with me. I'm sure you got my contact info, and uh, I'll give you the wheels. I'll give you the, the, uh, the studio and the wheels and the. And whatever else, <laughs> you know, you do your own show here. You know, hand, I won't even, you know, whatever you want to do, floor would be yours. So let me know, man. Um, other than that, hey, I say good question tonight, man. It was a very good conversation about a very uh, important subject. Uh, a lot going on. I'm worried about it. I mean, I mean, real quick, let me throw this real out there. Uh, I know I asked you, Sarge, Pianca, Suzette. I mean, what do you think? You worried about this uh uh, this, uh, you know, you think nuclear war or what, in your opinion? You think he'll use nukes? I know I already asked Sarge. What do you think, Suzette? No. No. No? Um, Putin, okay. Putin is, he can be ruthless, but he's also strategic. And I think he operates on the same level. And, and don't, don't take this or anybody else as far as that I think that Donald Trump is like, you know, I'm not a sycophant where I idle the man, but... You know, he does think strategically because he was a businessman. And then you have Putin, who is KGB, who is also strategic. And so you had threats Donald Trump had made but never followed through with, you know, uh, but he didn't need to because they didn't, they didn't know what he was going to do. And so they couldn't take a chance and not believing what he said. So they backed off, he, you know, as far as he got everybody all calm and we were signing treaties and stuff like that. Now you have Putin who's got to get the United States off their back because they know what's up as far as how the United States goes into their countries and infiltrates and get uprising and, you know, want to start meddling and dividing. And so anyway, um, I think that um, we don't have to worry about anything. I think that um, our media is feeding off of what Putin is throwing out there, but I don't think he's going to do it, do anything. He's not stupid. Okay. I know you're very knowledgeable and uh, very smart, so uh, that's why I asked for your opinion. How about you, Pianke? I respect your view on that. What do you think? Well, I agree with Suzette. You know, Donald Trump, Putin, and maybe one or two others are really truly world leaders. And that's something people have not seen. And then, of course, the news has came out and castigated them and used all sorts of tactics like they use. But, no, I don't think it would get that far. I sure hope that it doesn't. But uh, yeah. Putin is I, I, something going on, and I hope it comes to light. One thing, like she said, you got instigators in Ukraine stirring up stuff. Hey, what happened to Yanatovich? Duly elected. He's gone. So, yes, there's something going on. Putin is one of the few world leaders in the, in the world today, and uh, we just have to sit back and see what happened, hope for the best. Yeah, yeah, man, it's true, absolutely true. All right, everybody, hey, thanks for tuning in tonight. I appreciate your time. I appreciate the conversation. It was really good, uh, good conversation, everybody. God bless our republic. We need it. All you ever hear about in this country is our differences. That's all the media and the politicians are ever talking about, the things that separate us, things that make us different from one another. 
That's the way the ruling class operates in any society. They try to divide the rest of the people. They keep the lower and the middle classes fighting with each other so that they, the rich, can run off with all the fucking money. Fairly simple thing happens to work. Do you know anything different? That's what they're going to talk about. Race, religion, ethnic and national background, jobs, income, education, social status, sexuality, anything you can do, keep us fighting with each other so that they can keep going to the bank. You know how I describe the economic and social classes in this country? The upper class keeps all of the money, pays none of the taxes. The middle class pays all of the taxes, does all of the work. The poor are there just to scare the shit out of the middle class. Keep them showing up at those jobs. They're all the same. I'll show you politics in America. Here it is, right here. I think the puppet on the right shares my beliefs. I think the puppet on the left is more to my liking. Hey, wait a minute. There's one guy holding up both puppets. Shut up. Go back to bed, America. Your government is in control. I have this feeling, man, because you know there's a handful of people actually run everything. That's true. It's provable. It's not a fuck. I'm not a conspiracy nut. It's provable. A handful, very small elite run and own these corporations, which include the mainstream media. I have this feeling who's ever an elected president, like Clinton was, no matter what your promises you promise on the campaign trail, blah, 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 when you win, you go into this smoky room with the 12 industrialists, capitalist scumfucks who got you in there, and you're in this smoky room and this little... Uh, uh, film uh, screen comes down and a big guy in a cigar rolled a film and it's a shot of the Kennedy assassination from an angle you've never seen before <laughs> that looks suspiciously off uh, the grassy knoll and then the film the screen goes up and the lights come up and they go to the new president any questions? Uh, just what my agenda is First we bomb Baghdad. You got it. <laughs>